change, relationship status changes. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, where is God in these changes? Mm-hmm. What is God doing that our, our life is changing all, all the time, right? Good question. And I thought to myself, okay, what is a great example of change and, and somebody's life changing all the time? I thought of Joseph. Mm-hmm. All right. Joseph's life was always changing. And when you read that story, you're always like, man, can this guy get a break? Mm-hmm. Can he yeah. get some, some steadiness for once? Mm-hmm. But no, his life is always changing. So, my main truth here today is God is with us in every change in our life. Yeah. God is with us when our situation changes. God is with us when it feels like everything is changing for the worst. Yeah. And I want you to think today are you going to have faith in Him when circumstances are hard? Mm-hmm. We believe that God is there. We believe that God is making his own changes to help us. We're going to look at Genesis 37. We're going to be in Genesis 37 to 40. 
one, I'm not going to read out everything because that's a lot. It's a huge story. It's a great bedtime story if anybody has kids still around. Great bedtime story. So Joseph. Um, but I will read a little bit here and there. But before I before we start reading, I'll, I'll pray real quick. All right, to welcome us into God's Word. God, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so grateful to be here in Burlington, Vermont. I did not expect to be here in this point of my life at all. I thought I was going to be you know, in Pennsylvania. But I'm so grateful to this, this opportunity to come <coughs> to, to share your word, to, to share, to, to look into this world with your family together. Well, that we have an opportunity to, to come close to you together. It's not all by ourselves. We can, we can experience you. We can engage in your, your word together. Yes. And I pray that you can give us something out of this, that you can encourage us with this. You can show us who you are through this word. Mm-hmm. And just say I pray. Amen. 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 All right, let's jump in. Right. Genesis 37, 19 to 28. Genesis 37, 19 to 28. And so before we jump in, Joseph, he's a big dreamer. He has these great dreams about how him, he's going to be bowed down to by his uh, brothers and his parents, right? So really crazy dreams here, right? And so this is what happens. Here comes that dreamer, he said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing, and they took him and they threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them to Egypt. Judas, Judas said to his brothers, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hand on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. So today, I'm going to give you three examples Three examples of, of how God was with Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this first example starts with this change in relationship. Mm-hmm. Joseph's relationship with his, brother, with his brothers took a drastic change for the worst. Mm-hmm. They, began, they began to hate him, and to a point of wanting to kill him. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure any of you have that kind of relationship where someone wants to kill you, and I hope you don't. But we all experience changes like this, right? Where our relationship starts to dip. Starts to change, and to the point where they they, they value him for twenty shekels. Mm-hmm. I looked this up. Twenty shekels Great. now is two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now you know I, I feel like I'm worth a little bit more than two hundred dollars, right? <laughs> but sometimes you feel that way, right? You feel like two hundred dollars. Somebody is valuing you like two hundred dollars, and that's when the relationship really starts to take a turn for the worst. Mm-hmm. But I feel like God. God rescued him through relationship. Mm-hmm. So my first point is, God is with us when our relationships change. Mm-hmm. Reuben, I believe, was sent by God in that moment to rescue Joseph. 
person. Yeah. And when you read that story, you read how you know dire the situation was. Joseph was this close to dying, but Reuben came in and rescued him. And same thing with us. When our relationships change for the worst, when things are going bad, I feel like God will send somebody like Reuben mm-hmm. to rescue us. Mm-hmm. God will send a Reuben in our lives when these relationships go for the worst. Amen? Amen. Amen. One of the hardest relationships I, I lost when I moved from Pittsburgh to Atlanta was my relationship with the guy that baptized me. His name was James Rosenquist. He was... Um, Almost everything to me at that point. All right. You know, he had helped me become a disciple. He trained me for seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I go to him for all, all, all the questions I had and encouragement. I, I love to watch him with his family and, his, and the way he lived his life. And moving from Philadelphia to from Pittsburgh to Atlanta really uh, was challenging because I lost that relationship and that closest of relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. But just this week, I met a guy named Adoye. Um, I recommended to me. Um, in Atlanta, that has become that uh, James in my life, that Reuben in my life. Mm-hmm. And as I was losing this relationship, God was providing a relationship that was the same or even better. Because mm-hmm. Adoye, he's Nigerian as well, and he's married to a white woman. So <laughs> even, even better. <laughs> but you know, I, I believe that God will send Reuben in our lives when our relationships change. Yeah. I think we have to take a moment to look for that. Yeah. And I wonder how are our relationships changing these days? Um, is there someone that God has put in your life that could that could help us? Right? Are you willing to make the effort to ask that person for help too? Mm-hmm. When, we, when we notice them, oh, that, that guy might be the woman, the, the Ruben in my life. I should probably go, you know, reach out to him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My second example is in Genesis thirty-nine, one to six. Genesis 39, At this point, Joseph is sold into slavery for $200. Um, he goes from being in the family business, right, from being the shepherd to being a slave. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an incredible change in situation there. Let's read this. Genesis 39, 1-6. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of the Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household. And he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of, of his household and all of that and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in his house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. My main point here, despite the situation that we might be in, God is with us. Mm-hmm. Despite the circumstances that we might be in, God is with us. I, I know you guys are reading uh, Romans right now, and the Roman church is going through a lot, a lot of persecution. Mm-hmm. A lot of things are going bad for them. The circumstances are not great at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still had to 
have faith in God that he was with them, that he wasn't going to abandon them, even if they were killed. Mm-hmm. So not abandoning them after death, in fact, which is really crazy. Um, but in the same situation here, God was with Joseph when the circumstances were really dire. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been with uh, the Shaw family for um, this weekend, and we shared a lot about Thanksgiving, and they're going through a lot of stuff with um, uh, Sue's brother Steve, and it's been it's really encouraging to see their faith mm-hmm. through the circumstances that have been hard. Mm-hmm. It's really encouraging to see them trust in God that God is with them mm-hmm. despite how bad things are, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it, it's it's a real testament to what God has given us. A real testament to that, and that maybe even in the story we see that God is with him despite them being in slavery. Mm-hmm. And so, what circumstances you currently find yourselves in? Yeah. Is there something really challenging going on that seems that uh, God can't really prosper this? Mm-hmm. God can't prosper me or anybody around me because of the circumstance. Um, have we taken a clear look at these circumstances and looked for ways that God could prosper it, right? That God could prosper the people around us as well. Because even though Potiphar was the slave, the master, he's getting prospered too. You know? Is there a job that's not really prospering right now? You know? Can you prosper? Can your boss prosper too? Because of God? And I love the fact that God will prosper everybody around you too, even if you're having a bad circumstance. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. My last example, Genesis 39, 20-23. So at this point, you know, you're reading Joseph's story and you're thinking, man, this is this is terrible. Your brothers sold you into slavery. Your slave master, oh, it's getting good now. You're prospering. Everything's going well. Nope. <laughs> Genesis 39, 20-23. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison. The place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. What? The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's court. Because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. This is the craziest thing ever, right? First of all, who puts a prisoner in charge of other prisoners in themselves? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. That that makes no sense to me, right? Because like, you, how can the warden trust somebody so much that you will put them in charge of the entire prison? Yeah, that's that has to be from God. That has to be from God. Yeah. But even before this happens, I think to myself, God, what, what are you doing? He was doing well. He was doing so well. Things were going great. Why are things changing for the worse now? Right? He was already in a bad circumstance. You try to help him, and now all of a sudden it's getting worse. What's going on? Right? And the point here is, even when things seem to get worse, (laughs) we still trust that God is with us. A lot of times, um, as Christians, I feel like we can kind of think, all right, things are only going to get better. And then, and that's the, that's the point. Things should get better. But in the story, is, no, things are getting worse. Yep. But the consistent thing is God is with Joseph. Right? Mm-hmm. So 
relationships might get worse. Circumstances might get worse. Everything might get worse. But the only thing that stays consistent is God is with Joseph. And that's, I think, the point of what this story is trying to tell us. That the most important thing is God being with us. Mm-hmm. So what if things just get worse for you? Right? Relationships don't get better. Your job doesn't get better. Um, our, uh, we lose all our money, we lose our freedom. Who knows? Are we still going to cling to God? Are we still going to hold on to that relationship? Um, and I hope that we do. I hope that we, uh, like Joseph, uh, stay steady. Yeah. I feel like Joseph could really have just quit right there in prison. Just let it all fall apart and kind of succumb to his situation. But no, he constantly trusted in God and that God was with him. And we see that it even affected the prisoners that he was with later in the story. So, like I said, read, read the story. It's a great bedtime story. See how much more God was with him. Does he things get better for him down the line? But that's not the main point of the story. I feel the main point of the story is that despite the circumstances, God is with us. Um, in conclusion, I'll look at Matthew 28, 19, 20. We bring it back to Jesus. Come on, Sam. One. Thanks, Sam. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I command you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Mm. Now, that's a very encouraging thing. Right? That, okay. In the Old Testament, God, God was with them. Mm. But here in the New Testament, Jesus is promising that he's going to be with us. Mm. And it just takes a lot of work to kind of, you know, cling to, to God's word like that, especially through the, the challenges. Um but it really is something special to have that um, relationship with God. Like you said, you're going to go through all kinds of circumstances, but I am going to be with you. Not sure what that means in terms of, you know, is it going to be good, good things happening all the time, or is it going to be bad things? But I think just that connection with God is just so sustaining through all of those challenges. Um, so as we take communion, I want to remember Jesus rising above circumstances yeah. as well. And clinging to his relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I also remember Jesus promising that he would be with us as well mm-hmm. in our circumstances. Um, and that he, he, will, he will make his changes along the way mm-hmm. as our life is changing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that being said, I'm going to pray for communion. And then we're going to have the trays passed. Um, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, how you were with Joseph. I think it's amazing to have the, the words and see your character and how you treat your people and how you, um, you, you work in their lives. And I think this story is a great example of uh, circumstances happening to us and things happening to Joseph. Terrible things, but you were with him. And you, even though 
things on earth were changing for the worse, and you were making heavenly changes to, to support uh, to support Joseph. And I pray that you can do the same for us. Uh, and as we as we think about the biggest thing you did for us in terms of bringing Jesus down to earth to uh, die for our sins, the biggest a heavenly change possible, the biggest yeah. heavenly uh, uh, intercession that you've made, so that we can remember that change that. Despite all the things that are going on, our, our sins are forgiven. Our sins are paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, you you made the, the effort to, to to come and wipe those sins away. Right. God, I think we can remember that and take communion that uh, whatever goes on in our lives, that you are um, you're with us and you are um, fighting for us. Mm-hmm. God, thank you so much for this time to, to share and to talk about your word. And that uh, this week can be a great week of uh, looking to you and to. Mm-hmm. Um, that you, you intercede in our lives. Amen. Just that I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.